listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast, the new brand of AM radio. Okay, welcome back, everybody. This is the AntsMarching.org podcast. This is episode 85. We are psyched to be here on this Sunday evening. I am Matt, and once again, I am joined by my good friends Jake and Joe. Joe and Jake. Jake and Joe, how are you guys doing? I am well, Matthew. How are you, sir? Good. It's hot here outside of Seattle. Um, and on top of that, it's Smog City because our friends to the north, the Canadians, can't figure out how to keep forest fires under control. And Smokey the Bear must have skipped out, skipped town. And so it's all hazy and hot and just generally uncomfortable down here this weekend. So, See, uh, we're, we're lucky here in Florida. It's, it's August, and August is our cool time. So the temperature today was only 98 with the humidity... <laughs> Um, around 631%. So it was just, it was nothing today. Well, lucky really... for you, I'm guessing you have a red cypress beer in front of you to cool, to keep cool. Actually, I do. First, before I do that, though, <laughs> Joe, how are you today? Matt calling it, shot caller. Uh, I'm doing good. You guys got me all concerned with the weather. I have no idea what the weather is here. I had to look it up on my phone while you're talking, but it's a nice, cool 68 degrees right now. Oh almost like God. fall time. Yeah. You like that, Jake? Oh, my God. I would murder an immigrant for 68 in August. I mean, my goodness. Sunny Philadelphia. <laughs> that, sunny Pennsylvania. You, you, didn't, you gotta you love didn't that Pennsylvania. Yep. Yep. So what, what's what you drinking, Jake? Uh, I am drinking, and yes, it is from Red Cypress, ironically enough. This is a very special beer made by Red Cypress. It is called Idaho 7. It is a double IPA, and it sounds very similar to... That mm, when you open it. it. <laughs> and it is It sounded oh like God, it sounded like you doing your clapper in the morning. Well no no, that's in the other room. Oh. Mm. Oh boy. This is devolved. Oh my god, Jake, that tastes Jake. like <laughs> tastes like victory. Oh. You know, I had a I had a triple mm. IPA mm. yesterday from from uh Bowegans, which is right down the road from me. I had never had a triple IPA before, but that was like literally the strongest thing I've ever had. But this is just silky smooth for a double IPA. Not very syrupy. has a lot of fruit base to it. Really, really enjoy it. I would ask you to send me some, but I know it's not going to happen. So enjoy. (laughs) I'll just, I'll drink it vicariously through you. Mm, Thank you. That's, are we doing phrasing? I forgot. No. Okay. We're good. Phrasing. What are you drinking there, Matthew? Oh, me? Well, boys, it's been a long time. But I'm home. Woo! I am nice. drinking a Schafferhofer Hefenweizen grapefruit beer. So, really? for those unfamiliar, it's uh, it's half uh, Hefenweizen and half grapefruit juice. Uh, it it is out of Germany, uh, and it's like two point nine percent alcohol. So it's pretty much juice. Uh, beer mosa. It's it. That's exactly the way I phrased it too. It tastes like a beer mosa. It's delicious. Um, and on a hot day, it's it's really refreshing. It's a beer that I can actually chug ish, so it's delicious. Yeah, I'm gonna enjoy it right now while you're saying what we're drink, what you're drinking, Joe. Well, I want you to chug the whole thing while I do mine. But um, I actually um, had a couple friends in town last weekend for Picklesburg, the pickle fest pickle festival in Pittsburgh, and they left some beer here, Canadian beer, Moosehead, Canadian lager. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so. Okay. Ooh, they really brought ooh. their best stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's got a, the head is just perfect on this. I'm just going to try some. So we're not doing phrasing, right? <laughs> okay. Did you just hit the ah, mic with the can? 
<laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> Did you do a spit take just out of curiosity? <laughs> well, now that we've all got our beverages, we've got a couple of things to talk about. We wanted to get uh, a podcast together uh, because uh, the DMB Live 25 album has s- since dropped since the last time we talked about uh, last time we talked about it, and um, there's a little bit of a, a whoops, a little bit of pucker moment. Um, yes, the first of all, the live 25 was actually a live 28. That really wasn't a mistake or a problem. It's just we got some bonus tracks, which was cool. Some two for ones in some of those track listings, but we have a. It looks like a, a catalog administrative error. How would you phrase it, Jake? Well. Um... The best that I can say, Matt, is that it was intentional. The, it, it was it, no, it was definitely, definitely, definitely not intentional. I can tell you that that the the Kit Kat Jam that we originally had picked uh, was from two days later. The one that's on the um, Live Twenty Five is six eighteen oh three. The original one that we had screened and listened to and, and checked was actually six twenty oh three. The one that's released now is very, very good. I don't want to undersell it. But um, it is correct that the the original one that we were going to release was not that one, and it was just a, a an unfortunate snafu that happened. That's about the the best I can say, to be honest with you. I mean, I mean really. let's just get down to the nitty gritty. I think it's what everybody wants to know, Jake. Is this your fault? <laughs> as far <laughs> as I know, as far as I know, it's not. That's what I want to know. I am more than willing to accept the blame. I for would it. say fall it, on the sword. If I were yeah, let, least, let yeah. me ask you this, Jake. How many DMB Live 25s have you been a part of that have not had any problems? <laughs> Counting this one, um, zero and a half. Uh, so uh, I see a trend. I see the, a trend. The pick of this but track yes, you... coincide with the timing of that triple IPA. Yes, exactly. What what happened was, you know, sometimes when you're counting, twenties and eighteens look very, very similar. I mean, really. I mean, when you say the words, or 20%. they sound almost the same. Yeah, they really. It's mm. close. So yes, you're more than willing to to blame me if you'd like to. Anybody listening, go right ahead and send your emails directly to me. My name again is Matt, and that is at <laughs> two T's in there, and that's at the the website Ants Marching, of course, and that's dot org. <clears throat> so yes. Uh, so obviously, it's not. I, I mean, I don't think it's a, a huge problem. I mean, mistakes happen. It, they can happen to anyone on any project. And we still get, you know, a mastered recording of a, of a good version. Uh, but I'm reading on the boards that some people are pretty bent out of shape about it. Where, why would, okay, let's play devil's advocate. Joe, you seem to have strong opinions on these kind of things. What, put me in the mindset of someone who's, who's pissed off about this. I mean... You just thought you were getting something and got excited about it, and you opened up your Christmas gift, and it you, you got the exact opposite. I mean, and well, I wouldn't say it's opposite. the opposite. It's two nights prior. <sighs> I, I mean, I, mean, I can there, see it was that picked for a reason, right? You know, but, but if you were at if you were at the six twenty show, let's just say you, were I would at say that that's show. the only right. Right, go on. You know, you you might say. Hey, you know, I don't know if I want to make the investment on this. However, I was at the show. This a show that I went to has been released. The, the song has been picked from that show to be on this iconic quote unquote release. Therefore, I'm going to go ahead and invest the money in it. So I could see people being upset about that. I, was, I mean, I, 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 the funny thing is, is I'm the opposite. Yeah, <laughs> I guess, Matt, I think you're the we're, we're the the yin and the yang on this because. I was not at the twentieth, but I was at the eighteenth. So <laughs> I got, I got, I got a show that and I wanted. I was at the twentieth. 
Yeah, you were at the twentieth, so you lost one. Um, I would rather have the twentieth. I think, um, not being an expert on the differences between the eighteenth and the twentieth, but if the twentieth was the one that was picked to be on there, it was picked for a reason. And even though I was at the eighteenth, I kind of want the twentieth. Um, I assume Matt, you would want the twentieth because you're there. Yeah, but you know, I, I don't know. Maybe this is because I've been to enough shows where. Um, songs, tracks from shows I've been to have shown up on DMB Live or live tracks, things like that. This, yes, this is a special release, but I don't know if it really holds that much more weight in my mind. Um, I, actually, I can tell you it doesn't. Uh, I bought the DMB Live 25 because it's a um, really special piece of uh, memorabilia for the band on their 25th anniversary, um, and it's got some really great versions of songs and great recordings and i like the vinyl release um agreed if this thing did if this thing had said the kit kat jam is from the 18th not the 20th it wouldn't have made in fact i think i bought this without knowing that that kit kat jam was a show i was at let's put it that right. way had nothing to do <laughs> with me being at the show and i would wager that that's the case for most people and this is just a, just another example of outrage culture where if i if i can make a claim and position myself as a victim i'm going to take that chance to do it and i so you so are you saying that the version of the 18th and the 20th are the same and they're they're in, uh, interchangeable not at all but that, that's of, the problem it's not the problem of being at the show that's just kind of a one well, of the okay. pieces of it but the 20th was picked for a reason and we didn't get the 20th. i would also say that that what uh version is better it could be very unanimously decided but it's still a subjective opinion true and i i doubt that people go and okay i'm, I'm gonna am i gonna spend 175 dollars on this well let me go and download the audience recordings of every single one of these versions <laughs> and listen and then weigh that d and decide if i'm gonna but buy we or not can't. that's why that we can't but that's why somebody does <clears throat> somebody does and they, they they pick the best one and then we want the best one but now we know we're not getting the best one 18th wasn't the first one on there so you know i'm getting I'm getting sloppy seconds. I'm I'm getting second best. I wasn't based the first on pick. based on the ba based on management's opinion, right? I think it's more than management. That you know, I, I think some well, some it's good management and Jake. <laughs> but but I mean honestly, if if somebody I don't know said, what to I'm, say, <laughs> I'm only buying this because the 620s on there. I don't think there's a person out there who said that. I don't think there's a person on there who said I'm on the fence, but since the 620 version's on there, I'm buying it. And now there's I don't think there's one person who could say that honestly. But they're buying it because they think they believe that this is a the top picks. These are some of the best twenty five. Wow. You could say that about any DMB live or live tracks out there. These are not the best twenty five. It's just a special collection, a curation of songs for this release. It's not. These are the best versions ever. It's not. Jake, would you, am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. It's it's not the twenty five best songs of all time. Listen, I'm a world class I, whiner, I and I'm saying quit your whining. Out there, uh, I, I, yeah. I mean, I, it's not like I mean, it's not like instead of Kit Kat Jam, you know, they accidentally put you know Angel a seventeen minute version of it. <laughs> you know, right? It, it could have been a lot worse. Okay, although, although uh, there is an Angel pick, but we could talk about that later. What on, is Snow on, Outside doing subject. on this on this release? Can I just say that? Can I? Did ask? you listen to it? No, I don't want to. Well, you're, that's your loss because that snow outside is fantastic. And also, what a wonderful snapshot of the two-year acoustic set is that specific version okay. of snow outside. Nothing captures what 
Dave Matthews Band did for two years more than what they did on Snow Outside. If you take all the songs that they did acoustically, you would be hard-pressed not to put Snow Outside as one of the number one or number two acoustic versions of any song out there. Okay. And that's the truth. Okay. If you really, I mean, just off the top of your head, what was great acoustically? Two Step was great yeah. acoustically. Yeah. Snow Outside was great. I guess I never really latched onto that track overall since the so, release of it. That's probably where that comes from for me. Yeah, and that's that Snow Outside is really really good. I, I was actually at that show, and, and kind of like you, Matt, I didn't even know I was at that show until after we kind of got through everything. I went, wait a second, that was Atlanta. I was there. Yeah. So sometimes that happens on on the other side too. But I have listened to a few tracks from um, from the twenty five now and. I mean, oof, it is really good. I mean, and Jake and Joe and you guys have been to so many shows and listened to so many shows, and I, you certainly could be excused if you're kind of tired of it at this point. Nothing really jumps out at you and really, uh, you know, stands out among all the rest. But, boy, these do. Wow. I'm impressed. Good what, work. What, what really – thank you. What stands out to you, Joe, um, specifically? Although I have a feeling I know where you're going because you've been talking <laughs> about it for a year and a half. <laughs> Well, I actually, so I, I might not be able to contribute a lot. I've only listened to the one that I was the most excited about. So I got to hear, listen to Toy Soldiers, and then that obviously goes into Warehouse. So I listened to that, and then I jumped to Falling Off the Roof because I couldn't freaking remember Falling Off the Roof. And then I remembered why I really didn't remember Falling Off the Roof. Um, so... Um, those are really the, and then I guess I listened to Seek Up too. I listened to the start of it, which is actually Seek Up I really liked in the beginning of JTR. Um, but back to Toy Soldiers. Love it. Thank you. That is the best ever. I'm glad we have a freaking good quality, not some um, fade in and out wind, wind strapped recording of it. So um, that is top notch, in my opinion. That might be the Toy Soldiers too, the the one that really is the definitive one. That's the one where he actually says the lyrics to it. Um, it's really clear lyrically. It's a, it's a really nice little piece of music. It's it's kind of unfortunate that it went away. And you know maybe that this this is the kind of thing that can inspire them to bring some things back. Also, uh, you know the band's done that in the past couple of years with Warehouse Discs. They've played um, versions. They played songs that were on the Warehouse Disc. They played versions of songs. Remember. Um, a couple of years ago, the Minarets um, from 1994 made it onto the Warehouse Disc, and then they brought back that original um, intro where uh, Carter does the slow and low rap over it. So, you know, who knows? Maybe this will bring back Toy Soldiers for you Joe. You on something for- on, on that, Jake, and I, I'm sure we'll talk about this more at length when uh, the next tour season approaches. I don't want to get too deep into it right now, but I would say – most anybody who's objectively watched this band for the last five, ten years would would probably say that they're not a risk-taking band anymore. Certainly not as much as before. They're certainly the live shows are much safer. I would say. Um, yeah, but, but I guess that yeah, also that's makes fair. Me, absolutely. But, but your point about Toy Soldiers and maybe them trying to pull some other stuff out. Maybe the year off washes them. Maybe it refreshes them. Maybe they come out and are a little more risky, a little more loose, um, a little less safe on the way you know after that on the other side of that uh break so i don't know it just kind of made me think that and got me a little hopeful but yeah i yeah, think I, that there's a there's a good chance of that right joe i i don't know we'll see <laughs> they've 
They haven't really pushed the the boundaries. Like negative would... Joe. Jesus. No, not negative <laughs> Joe. Just be realistic. I'm just I I'm hopeful. I mean, you know, they're gonna play Toy Soldiers because it appeared on DMB Live 25. You know, I love it, but I think that's probably a stretch. Um, and hey, you know, it doesn't Joe, have to. Basically, be. you're saying is it, it doesn't really matter because we're all gonna die anyway, right? I mean, in the long run. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Let's just wrap this up and just yeah, that's 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 the moral of the story here. Uh, I mean, Joe, I, Joe can bring anything down. Jeez. I, can we can we can we can we talk realistic? I could talk hopeful. Yeah. I could we could no, talk no, real. Go ahead. No, talking, but realistically, talk, go ahead. Realistically, I think what what's in it for them to push the the barriers, right? I mean, right? Do something like what? When fish is on their MSG. Uh, Baker's dozen 13 sh- 13 shows at MSG and haven't played a single repeat across them across them that that's 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 crazy that's a risk that's I mean that's that's what I would call for you know out there it, yeah they bring back a a, a, a minor version of a, a warehouse intro that they used to do okay cool awesome yeah but we're not gonna see major risks. Uh, I, I think that I think they're going to come back a little fresher than um, old Negative Joe thinks. So I think that that the year off is going to bring something back into them. At least I hope so. You want to you hear the the weird theory I just thought of this morning? Was um, I was kind of thinking about it? Was this band has only been it like produces like three or four new songs a year, right? It seems like every tour we get three or four new songs. And I feel like the time that they have where they make make music, the, you know, they do that, and the best, you know, they take the best out of it, the ones that kind of come from that. There's only like three or four songs from that, and that, if they keep doing that, and they play those songs live, they never are able to produce enough music to make another album. And I was kind of thinking, I was like, you kind of have to take the year off if that's your current rate of song production is three to four songs a year and you're just playing them live anyway, you got nothing for an album. So, well, and that's assuming have... they're all good too. Like be yourself <laughs> and plastic girl. <laughs> Let's leave those for a B side for never a B side, more like a G side. I was like, if anything, I think that's what I think people want the most out of it. It's like, I don't care much about risks. Let's get some new music. Let's, let's hope that this year off is energized for, more than just we're going to get three new songs. Well, that's get... what's. Oh, I, I hate to devolve into this, but it's. I feel like I've been disappointed with the return of Tim Reynolds only because, and I love Tim. I always felt like in the late '90s that Dave's creativity was really driven by collaboration with Tim, um, like Captain Borat of that, just things like that. And it just seems like this last stint that Tim has joined the band. How long? How many years has it been now? That he's been touring with them permanently, like six or seven. Nine. Nine years. Wow. Well, okay. So it's been kind of, in my opinion, disappointing creativity-wise. I feel like it's almost been wasted. I don't know. Deep thoughts. Jeez. Uh, Sourpuss Matt. Oh, uh, man. I have to balance out Joe's DMB family kind of stuff. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh sorry. Well, anyway, so no. what, yeah. what songs really stood out to you, Matt, on the... Um... 25. You know, it's funny. I cherry picked, right? Uh, I, I fired up the flak player and I'm like, I'm going to grab like six or seven of these tracks and listen to them. And it was looking up from down. It's uh, JTR. You never know. Uh, Shotgun. I mean, I love them all, but shotgun busted stuff. Um, Raven. 
Yeah, those were my first ones I listened to. Raven was the first track I listened to. Period. That, that Raven is phenomenal. Well, I I think one of the few songs that's better on Busted Stuff than the Lily White Sessions was Raven. I thought they polished that up and made it real good. And this version live is actually very true to the album version. I know that doesn't always spell like good for Dave Matthews Band. I know people, a lot of people you know, go, this is a live band, but I think their studio efforts, when they put into it, have been some of the best studio albums I've ever heard. And uh, I think Raven's fantastic, and I love that studio version. And since that uh, has been released, I love their live. Anytime they play it live, it's a special show for me. Um, so I really like the Raven a lot. Uh, Busta Stuff was one of the first ones. That August run, that July-August run in 2000 was really special. Um, and Busted Stuff Just in that. crazy. Shotgun, I was talking with Joe about it. There's something about it that, I don't know, there, it, it's just such a rare song. It's been around for 10 years now. Um, but uh, it's always special to hear that too. Yep. Uh, so that those were those were some of my first ones that I listened to. Jake, absolutely. I yeah. I mean, did what I, am I going to say? Did, yeah. I've been, <laughs> what was the first track you listened to? Was it June eighteenth yeah, Kit Kat Jam? <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually, I went back and listened to the original, the twentieth uh, one first, but that's beside the point. Um, the uh, actually, but the dif- the difference here though is. Do you have a uh, do you have a vinyl player or no, uh, Jake? Oh, or not? Player? And and I do have a vinyl player. Yes. Well, I was just not saying. Or no, it's or not. Um, but so that you get to hear these songs in a way that you haven't heard them before, regardless Correct. if you heard them yeah, earlier. Is, right. It was it was it was very interesting. I listened to the whole thing straight through, um, on the vinyl. Really, just it's just such a full sound to it. It just really plays well. <clears throat> on a vinyl. Now, I didn't hook it up to my surround sound. I just ran it through the the regular speaker that I have hooked up to it. I didn't really have a, an opportunity to do that. However, I just thought the full sound of it, and I really liked, uh, I really loved the mix that Rob did on it. And I, I thought that um, Seek Up is just such a, it's a great opening track anyway, but I thought it really popped. I really thought that, that Roy came in at all the right spots. You know, it just kind of gave you that, it just kind of gave you that feel like you were there. And and, you know, when you think about Dave Matthews Band, that's their opening song. When you think about DMB, that's the song. Most people, the first time they ever heard a live DMB show was actually Red Rocks. That was Seek Up that they heard. Oh, yeah. And I think that this vinyl kind of captures that feeling of kind of bringing you back in there. And it just kind of, I mean, after that, the run is just like, you know, if you ever saw this live, you'd be, you know, sh bricks. I don't want to get flagged on. This is one of those, but... That's one of those tracks where, though, um, usually with vinyls, what I'll do is I'll buy two copies, one to listen to and one to hold on to. This mm-hmm. is really not something that anybody, even even someone you could argue with means, might not want to drop that kind of coin. Uh, $175 to save and 175 to listen. Right. Um, yeah. yeah, that's... Ouch. That's a bit, that's a bit much. And it just, it just sounds so good. And even, even the softer tracks... Um, the things that you really wouldn't, you know, when you first looked at the list, you're just like, why is a dream so real on here? And then you hear it on the vinyl and you just hear the mix on it. And you're just like, man, that sounds great. That's unbelievable. Just the strain in Dave's voice, the way everything just comes together. And and actually a, a beautiful job by um, Butch and, and Rashawn, both on that, uh, on the accompaniment and the solo. Just I think that whole thing just works. So those are just two that just kind of popped out. What's pretty interesting is I don't think we really knew what the runtime of this 
entire set was beforehand, did we? Like the exact, like how long it would take to, how much music we were getting. But it looks, it, it, it works out to like over three hours. Like I think three hours yeah, and like, like three and a half or something. Yeah. 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 It's, three and it's, a half. It's, no, it's, it's a little over three hours. It's three hours and like three, three or four minutes or something like that. But yeah, it's, a, it is a long, long run. I mean, when you sit down and, and listen to the vinyl, if you listen to the vinyl straight through, that's an investment. You know, this is like the godfather of DMB releases, really, with intermissions of you switching the uh, album over every 20 minutes or so. Is it true, <laughs> yeah, you're Jake? <laughs> Sorry. Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. <laughs> Leave the toy soldiers. Take the raven. <laughs> so, I... I, I, I I guess you guys are you guys are just set with Kit Kat Jam the way it is. You 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 don't want you don't want to hear the twentieth. The twentieth can go sit in the closet somewhere. You're 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 fine. You know, tomorrow is another day. I I don't know what they're going to do. I have no idea. But I mean, really, the difference between the twentieth and the eighteenth is just two days. I mean, in the long (laughs) run, it's. It's it's not it shouldn't be a make or break. I hope it's not a make or break for anybody out there. Yeah, I but have no. It's, it's just one of those things in terms of like my purchase. Does it make any bit of difference to me? No. In fact, like like I said to you guys earlier, if this was tops, we'd be all rich because these these kinds of errors can actually make the if they do decide to correct it somehow. I don't know how they would do that if they with the under the table. Do they make you send back the old vinyl? No, they just sent you out another vinyl of it. But I, I think the big difference between Under the Table and this release is that the Under the Table version was actually a demo copy. I mean, that was just that was a a copy that was devoid of some things. Well, so the I, you know I, it didn't have the solo at the end. You I know, changed it didn't my, have the mix in. Yeah, I also changed my 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 point on that. I thought I was making a point, but actually, it would be one thing if there was a first run of these that had the error and then that it was corrected. But this is just, there's 2,500, they all have the error, and that's that. So I don't think that necessarily makes it any more collectible because they're not going to be releasing a new version for purchase that has it corrected. If they did, I think the value on these goes up. But um, it's not like a basketball card that's got an error or a baseball card that that the value goes up. It's not the same thing. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, okay, so we got one more topic to talk about, moving on from that. Um, But we Uh, actually. Two two more topics. One really really quick, Matt, that we oh, yeah. actually forgot to mention before, and that was just the warehouse um, oh, has yeah. announced that they're going to do the voting on songs. That basically, the the fans get to pick them. I'm not going to run through every single one of them, and there's actually one on there that you probably shouldn't be voting for, and that's the "You Never Know" from eight twenty four oh three. That's already on the live twenty five. Okay, I, I don't even think that was supposed to be in the voting, but that's another story. Yeah, there's like two you never knows on there. It's like, huh? Right. Yeah, and and I think I think the first one that's listed, the A twenty four oh three, was actually in there um, by mistake. But that doesn't matter. Uh, the point is that that's kind of neat, and it, this is something that that they did back way way back. I think in two thousand two or two thousand three, where they let fans pick songs, quote unquote. Whereas the difference here is these are very specific songs, and and this is kind of neat because this is really designed for the quote-unquote hardcore fan, you're going to be able to go ahead and listen to those versions too and decide what you want, what you don't want, and, and so on and so forth. And there's also a, uh, a method to where you could pick a song, and literally it gives you basically every song out there. Um, 
quickly, my advice to anybody voting that hasn't voted yet or wants to change their vote, don't pick a song with a, with a guest. Just don't. And the other one is don't pick anything before 1996 because the truth of the matter is you don't know what is a multi-recording before that and what isn't. And there hasn't been anything on a warehouse disc that hasn't been a multi-recording. So you're better off just picking something from 1996 on and don't pick a guest. That's my advice. But the fill-in, I mean, is the idea of the fill-in that there's going to be enough people that vote for a fill-in that's going to outnumber one of the ones that is like a, a multiple choice? No, not necessarily. I, I think it's just there. I mean, if something looks good, I think it might make it. You know, it just but I mean, depends. like, how would it even get across the radar? It's like you'd have to get enough people v- voting for it to even for it to register, you know. And then you you need some kind of groundswell campaign. I don't. I mean, maybe 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 the fill in happens, but uh, yeah. it just seems like it, it seems like it would come from this list. Well, the, tr- the track listing is on the front page of Anchormarching.org. If you want to check it there, you can also go right to the warehouse. That's where we are. are we linked to it anyway. Um, currently, that. Uh, that big-eyed fish into bartender from 2001 is leading, um, and then right on its tails are Nancy's into warehouse, and Dreaming Tree, Don't Burn the Pig, and Two Step are all really strong as well. But overall, it's pretty well distributed. The the ones bringing up the rear are um, digging a ditch, the Gray Street from Tampa, um, you never know from Wanta 2012, and uh, the warehouse from um, Spac in 2006 actually. When- well. There's a, there's would, a you, would you say bringing up the rear as in they are the least voted for? Correct. Or that's that, that, yeah, that is correct. That is okay. correct. Yep. And I'm not going to tell anybody how to vote. However, <laughs> I just want to say that the Tripping Billies from August 31st, 1993 is absolutely fantastic. And it so, has an intro that no, you've no never heard before. From this is, yeah, this is no right after he says, 96. don't vote before 96. <laughs> <laughs> it's listed right there, and you already know it's a multi because there's been three songs released from that one. Ah. So gr- Granny's been released from it, Doobie Thing's been released from it, Ants has been released to, from it, and now there's Tripping Billies. See, here's the rub, though. Here. That Billies is actually and, from August 28, 1993. They just say it's August 31st. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's... it's, it's a, don't forget that everything listed here is going to be released two days earlier. Just keep that in mind. But anyway, right. that, I'm telling you, that <laughs> Tripping Billies is fantastic. The intro on that is cash money. It is so good. Ooh. It's like a eight-minute Tripping Billies because of the intro. Well, it's so good. I like this it kind is of thing. To highly, do. highly recommend. It. I love. But I'm this. not telling you how to vote. Do whatever you want. I love that they're doing this. Uh, you know, this this harkens back. We called out in the news story from September 26, 2007. Uh, tight, uh, article of ants vote for the live tracks that was 10 years ago nearly and when when um, we worked together with management to actually send uh, a live tracks to the print press uh, based on our votes at ants so it's cool to see warehouse doing this again um, letting the members go ahead and vote anything that can basically um, make that $35 a year uh, uh, worth more I think it's great especially in an off year you know no tour no shows I haven't heard any shows have you heard any shows Joe, you went to eight, but that was because, you know. That's Joe. You go to shows even when there aren't. So yes. it's it's cool to see him doing it. it. It was really, I think it's a no-brainer. I think this kind of stuff should be regular. Um, but even if it's not, I, it makes me excited to see it being done. We'll get yeah, it. it's, we'll it's get, really we'll, cool. And Go ahead, Joe. Say, I'm really sorry. Well, I'm just going to say we're going to get it at the uh, end of 2018. Yeah. Yeah, yes. But yes, and really cool and also some really – 
good, unique versions of songs, which I really like a lot, is that really they're not telling you, hey, pick a drive-in, drive-out. They're saying, this is the one, yes or no. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. So, okay, so that moves us on to our final topic. And believe me, we planned on making this a 30-minute podcast, and now we're done with topic one, and we are 30 minutes in. How much of your beer have you you finished your beer yet? It's a 16-ounce can, and I might be 80% done. I might be 12 ounces (laughs) done. Yeah, yeah. But um, in the last part. But we uh, we had an interesting tweet um, this this uh, weekend where we reached out to Stefan to kind of ask an interesting question. We thought was an interesting question. We got a good response, kind of really, you know, stimulated the th- makes, makes things that make you go hmm. I think uh, his answer. Um, but Jake, I believe you're the one who did the original tweet, right? It's written like a four year old on Snapchat, but it gets the point <laughs> it across. Is. It is really badly written. Oh yeah. I, I try to write as – what I do when I write, and I do this across all my writing, when I write for MASH.com, go ahead and click there. Also, wow. when I write for Grunge.com or Looper.com or any of those websites, even NickySwift.com. But anyway, I try to write when I say, how would Joe M. read this? That's my sort of right. my base. Yeah. Right. Well, you basically how, write for 250 would... characters, and then you trim it. You edit it after that to get it to the 140, however you have to. <laughs> exactly. I, I proofread. Look, I'm a proofreader. When I do something, it's seven proofreads by default, whether I'm tweeting, whether I'm writing professionally, whatever. Seven proofreads. That was my seventh proofread that I got that through. Let, let me I read it. I liked it. it. Yeah, go let ahead. Me Joe, read it, let Joe read it. <laughs> Serious Q, question mark. Does fan reacts with a... With a X play into whether a rarely played song stays in the rotation question mark at S Lassard or is it all white noise up on stage question mark and I think what the way that, that translates the way? to English is when a rarely played song is performed does if the crowd goes crazy does that make you more inclined to play it again or if it's silent you don't play it ever again or don't you even notice when you're up there is that is that roughly translate Jake Oh, I didn't know you had the 10,000-character Twitter, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) I do. I have that special uh, Twitter plus. Twitter plus? (laughs) Twitter plus plus. Yeah, I mean, mean, basically, that's what it was. I wanted to know, uh, you know, from his point of view, when they play a song, and this could go either way. You could could take this in, in any direction. You could say when the band played Dream Girl in 2012 at SPAC, and the whole crowd went, what? Or is it when they played Blue Water in West Palm Beach in 97 degree weather and like 35% of the crowd went absolutely crazy, including the three of us? Does it work either way? And, and I actually liked his response, which was, Joe? His response was, um, sorry, we totally uh, feed off the crowd, but it's also how we feel about how we connect with the song as musicians. And then he says this interesting part. Some without Leroy are hard to play. Letter R, by the way. Yes. He did, so he, if you want to give he, him his, crap. His was all good until the letter R, yes. But. I see your terrible tweet, and I raise you one. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, I had seven characters left when I wrote that. Seven. That's you couldn't have one. finished out question reaction. and question? Yeah. Question or fan reaction. I'm writing to my audience. What would Joe M read? Work with me here. <laughs> Do you know there is a, ner- a a phrase for a tweet that uses all 140 characters? No, I didn't know there that. What is, is it's that? It's called something, and I'm going to look it up. 
So go is ahead. Is it a Malashevskyism? A, ple- a full tweet. It's called something. Shoot. Now I'm not going to be able to find it. Good. <laughs> <laughs> but at any rate uh, the thing that i thought was interesting like you were saying joe is okay let's go ahead because we're fans and that's what we do let's read into his tweet right. what does it mean does that mean that there are certain songs that were written before 2008 that are difficult to translate live today not because of jeff and the way he plays, but rather just because of the emotional relationship that song had to Roy. That's the way I took it. Yeah, I think it could be a play on both. It could be the emotional side and just the, the technical musician side. Um, I, I mean, I don't. I mean, Jeff's really, really, really good. But there's I mean, different I know styles. They, I know they play different styles, but I mean, you know, he's really, really, really good. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a reason why he's in the band. It, it, it's not because he they pulled his name out of a hat. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I tend to agree. It, it's more on the emotional side. I would I would read into it there. Yeah, the, my feelings are, are clear on this, but I've stated before that, obviously, disclaimer I have to put out there that n- not happy at all about, I mean, we miss Roy. I miss Roy's style big time. My point is if if somebody was going to be replaced, if Roy was going to be replaced, then who would – I could pull any name out of the hat. It would be Jeff Coffin. So exactly. I think in a terrible guess scenario, you, we, we got the best result out of that possible. I agree. And okay. if you, I guess if you really do read it, he, he does make sure to use the word how we connect. He doesn't just – he does say you know how we feel about the song, but he says how we feel about how we connect with the song. So, yeah, I guess with the word connect, you, you, it's more of an emotional thing. It's not a technical thing. By the way, the term is twoosh. A perfect twoosh. a tweet which precisely meets a hundred forty character limit is a twoosh. Plural twooshes. <laughs> I mean, hey man, so I, if, I don't make the rules. So if you use it, if you use a hundred and was it sixty characters? If you use hundred and sixty characters all the time, are you a twoosh bag? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, Jake, you did you twoosh, Stefan? <laughs> Seven uh, characters I, I short. Don't. I, I did. I was. I was a little short of twooshing <laughs> Stefan. All right, so we're not doing phrasing, right? We're. I want to make sure we're all clear. We lost this. that in the first couple minutes. Okay, just making sure. I just uh, want to make sure. Okay. So sorry. Yeah. Um, I, I don't want to speculate on which songs um do or do not have a relation to Roy. I don't think that's very fair to Jeff. Or anyone in the band. However, this is what we do, so I guess we sort of should. Um, I, I've always wondered about um, "Lover Lay Down." Mm. How how that song? I always feel like it doesn't get played as often as it should. Now it never really got played a lot anyway. But I mean, Jeff has had some absolutely fantastic performances of that song. But at the same time, we've also seen people come in. Branford Marcellus played that song with just. With just uh, Carter, Dave, Stefan, and and Bramford, so hmm. uh, sometimes I wonder. When I saw that, I was thinking to myself, "That's really cool that they did that." But at the same time, are they trying to find something? You know what yeah. I mean? Well, not only that is the presence of Rashawn, especially in recent years, has basically taken the Roy posi- the Roy spot in the band with jazzy saxophonist, and it's gone. It's not right. that, that style of sax, even though Jeff can play that if he wants to. It's not Jeff's native style. But even Jeff by himself 
is more of a uh, of a, a raw jazz saxophonist where Roy plus Rashawn, what it is, it's now a horn section. There is no more sax solo for the most part. It is this horn section. And so, a song like Lover Lay Down really is not, it doesn't lend itself to that style. Do you agree? Absolutely, yeah. It's it's more of that, um, gosh, for lack of a better term, like a, a silky smooth saxophone. Yeah. I mean, and we, yeah, we, I just we, made we that kind up. Of are missing, yeah. We're kind of missing that. Right. But at the same time, one of my personal favorite performances of all time of, of Lover Lay Down was actually by Jeff, and it was in 2016. And I want to say it was actually in um, in Camden. That that thing is fantastic. Hmm. So, it, it, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm just wondering, just thinking in my head when I see when I hear him say that, I'm just trying to think of songs that really feature Roy and really you know, I don't know if that's what he was going for, or there's other things that are more intimate to 34. them. Like, right. You know, even things that they were writing at the time, like they wrote 34 and they performed it for Miguel Vadez, um, who, who passed away and our trip or made it a tribute to him rather. So I just wonder if it's things like that. That same Camden show. I, a, I don't know. June, June 24th, by the way, good call, Jake, that same Camden show. That was a only, that was a first of three performances for Loverly down that entire tour. Um, the other two rare-ish songs there were, uh, that was the first ever performance of Plastic Girl. Oh, wow. Who could forget that? And the first of three. I remember Joe M. jamming out to that. The first of three <laughs> of also uh, Jake Favorite Fool to Think. Hey, how come I didn't see that on DMB Live 25? Isn't that weird? It's strange. Rigged. Would, Rigged. Would you, would you believe me if I told you that we actually listened to A Fool to Think? Well, and I actually by, listened. Not by choice. I, I mean, I'm sure you had a million like too. It would been your past, you know. <laughs> we we listen to things that you would not believe. <laughs> Everybody's got to troll your you face. every once in a while. Yes. Even management has a sense of humor. <laughs> Shit, apparently, <laughs> I love it. But there were there were. I mean, Stefan was on a question answering spree um, through there, and I actually just grabbed a couple um that i thought were interesting out of them all were so any of them those that don't were any of them twooshes <laughs> i'm my touche radar isn't very good so yeah. sorry I, i'm not sure um but i can run through them real here real quick just to see because some of them are pretty interesting this one was somebody asked um will you ever consider playing the teaser jams from btcs live somebody asked that and stefan said he was really hoping those would have um grown into real uh, real tunes he had the idea that those songs were being snapshots for the album after BTCS. How cool would that! We all know what happened to the album sessions after BTCS. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, Joe, you know what's interesting that about toilet. that is that. Yeah. Well, what's interesting about that is really, I mean, I think that most people consider two of those pieces of music to be one to be um, anyone seen the bridge. That's the one that Joe doesn't believe is anyone seen the bridge, which just makes me laugh so hard. Yeah, exactly. Joe's like literally the only person who doesn't think that's what it is. On it. <laughs> and, and the other one is, is very, very close to Deed is done. done. Yep. You heard, didn't hear that one either. Did you, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I just, yeah, sorry I don't need to be so malicious. Uh, but you're yeah, right. Well, you're right, Jake. Thank you for, for pointing that out. They, I, anything to set up Joe. Joe and Joe, before you read the next one, I will say this: yeah. Stefan, um, he he lives and dies by that by his attitude, really. And overall, I like it because 
people who speak their mind and go past the company line and more than the typical Bill Belichick sound bites where you don't really reveal anything, they end up inevitably getting flack from some direction because they actually spoke honestly. Um, so I will give him credit for that. What What's too bad is um, it's obvious that, that, one, if Stefan was in charge of the set lists, things probably would be a little less safe, I would say, because he was the one, what songs you want to hear this tour? And invariably people are disappointed because they don't end up getting played because ultimately it's not up to Stefan. And, um, but it sounds like he's like, he is one of the band members who wants to kind of push out and expand and, and kind of get out of the comfort zone. But at the same time, you do have to take what he says with a grain of salt because yes, he is in a band, right? He's, it's the horse's mouth. As, as much as anything, but at the same time, it's not ultimately up to him. Kind of like last year where Boyd was like, oh, yeah, we'll see you back in 2018, before anybody was even talking about it. And and I said, well, Boyd said it. It doesn't mean really ultimately anything. If Dave says it all stops tomorrow, it all stops tomorrow. So unfortunately, right. when it comes to that, you kind of have to take his tweets just with that context in mind, right? Well, and he he says that in a number of tweets that hey, I, I don't write the set list, but um, Dave asked me for opinions. Asked Carter, Wheat Carter, and I speaking as Stefan won over the set the sets and can veto stuff. You know, he he goes into some of that, um, but you're right. You know, ultimate say um, or alter um, ultimate origination, I should say. Uh, lies with Dave, and then they just kind of veto. Uh, but to, to along right, right along that same path, somebody asked, you know, is there a song that isn't really fun for you to play um, for whatever reason? And then Stefan says, oh, yes, a bunch, double exclamation point. Um, and he says, I'll keep those a secret, though. But a, a bunch. I wasn't expecting, wasn't expecting a bunch, but that was fairly interesting. And then somebody else said, hey, yeah, you know, you know, keep it to yourself. I don't want to know what those are either. Because he said, they said, wish I never heard Dave say Roy hated 41. Ignorance is bliss when it comes to all this. And then, but Stefan clarified, Leroy loved 41. He just didn't, he just did not like having to take the solo at the end. He'd give his solos to Butch Taylor all the time and say, take it, Butch, take it. <laughs> that, those are the kind of anecdotes that I like to hear about this band. Yeah. I could totally, take, see, I could totally see Leroy saying that. Oh yeah. If you take his, if you take Stefan's tweet about there's a bunch of songs I don't like playing, and you add that to another tweet that he did, where someone asked him um, about songs that he wants to play, uh, that are fun to play, and he said specifically, he said "Dreams of Our Fathers" and "Mother Father." In fact, everything from "Every Day" is fun, and then he also mentioned including "You Never Know." Which just that also I like playing you never know what I took from that if you put those two together is we play a lot of songs a lot and we have other songs that we don't play a lot that's the way I read those two as sort of one train of thought you mm. see what I'm saying interesting I don't know if it's necessarily because I, I got news for you um Dreams of Our Fathers isn't that great of a song. I realize it's never been played live, but it's actually really not. I, I don't actually mind Mother Father. I think the lyrics are really bad, but the music too is actually not bad at all. Yeah. Mother, I want the music actually pretty fun for the little thing bridge, if nothing else. Mm. See, that's the reason I don't want to hear it because it is just cheap as a three dollar whore in uh, like yeah, I see Lincoln what you're Tunnel. Saying, but I, I I like that it gets airtime. 
I mean, I'd rather him just start a show with it or drop it in every mm-hmm. once in a while. It just it just feels so. I mean, just that that to me sums up. So do you like every day the song? Me? No, I think every day the song is is actually freaking horrible. It, but it annoys it annoys me to no end. It, um, it, it just just it is just the epitome of desperation we to took, me. We took a However, song that used to be cool, and now it's gone forever and replaced by this. Yeah. Every day. But at the same time, I think that at the end of its run, thirty six actually was really bad because Big it Mia. turned into this stupid little dance, like high school dance song of somebody in a corner and all that stuff. Whereas what started was so raw and just like, mm-hmm. hey, man, this guy got shot and it doesn't matter. We're still going to dance and jam. It had such a better vibe to it. So, I mean, to, for what it was, it's better. But still, yeah, I don't really like what it became. I mean, there's a lot of things I don't like what it became. You know, Angel was this cool little jam intro for Jimmy thing back in 1997. On the whole Dave and Tim tour, every intro is Angel. If you go back to the 1997 tour, not just Dave and Tim, the 97, even a little bit in the 98, you can hear Angel into almost every single Jimmy thing. Speaking of things that you don't like what they became. Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, poor Jimmy. Thing. You, you, you poor just me. despise. You despise. Oh, yeah. Yes, um, it's It's... It's yeah. unfortunate, but that's just the way I, I took that. Is that I wonder if I mean why wouldn't you? I mean, think about it. If 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 you're you know you're if you made something, if you created something as an artist, you kind of want to play it, and then all of a sudden it's not going to get played, and you go, yeah, it's, it's actually not bad. How come people don't like this? Why, why don't people like Mother Father? I don't understand it. And you know, it's it's hard, especially when you're just. You know, I'm not going to say he's just the basis, but you know, when you're just playing the music to it, if you're not really getting into the lyrics you might be like hey, this is kind of cool it's got a kind of a jam to it i like that he's fighting for dreams of our fathers it seems to be his his, his number one that he keeps throwing in there so maybe someday and um there's a number of other ones they've done i'll leave you with uh one last tweet that i found especially interesting or funny um it was talking about how hey dave kind of keeps the band on the toes and picking songs and stefan kind of clarifies and says um you know, I can actually. This is Stefan talking. I can guess most of the songs that will probably show up these days. Okay, editorial. So, do you no think? Surprise. Do you think uh, Stefan is Heartbreak Kid Tony B? <laughs> right there, our top set list game player yeah, would be pretty good. Um, and he goes on to say, uh, "I voice my thoughts as does Carter. We make small suggestions and wishes. Somebody follows up and says, "What about Boyd?" And Stefan responds, "He's working out." <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Stefan and Carter, we offer suggestions to Dave on what to play. Well, what about Boyd? He's working. He's at the gym. Oh, boy. That's too good. Uh, <laughs> BT. BT's on tour, by the way. If you Crystal Garden's around your area, go check That's him out. Yeah. A lot of fun. I was going to close. I was going to close with all the different things that everyone's doing um, that are coming out there. It was just Jeff's uh, birthday yesterday. Happy yep. birthday, Jeff. He's got a CD coming out, or just came out. out. Just came out, yeah. Yeah, yes. just came out, and um, as you mentioned, Crystal Garden is touring, and Stefan is playing with Secret Stash in Lake Tahoe, uh, coming up at the end of the month, and Timmy's on tour, I believe. And it, what else am I missing, guys? Was Carter's out with uh, somebody too? Is he out with Stefan? Yeah. No, he's going to be playing with um, Jeff Carter and, and Jeff. Yeah, yeah, Carter and Jeff, and that's going to be in Clearwater in October. 21st. Clearwater, Florida, not Clearwater, Spain, in case we're confused. 
But then we'll have a farm aid coming uh, in about one month's time. That's your neck of the woods, isn't it, there? It is. Yeah. Yep. It's going to be in Pittsburgh. I wonder if I'll go. I wonder if I'll make it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, have to, what, I have to put up everybody that puts me up when I go everywhere. One, so this is one more thing, too, oh, what that we haven't talked about. The latest release, version 1.5 of DMB Hub. Oh, I didn't forget that's, about that. Oh, you that's didn't? very correct. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Great job on that, Matt, by the way. Thank Fantastic you. job. Really, really looks great. Thank you. I basically took everything that Snapchat was and did the opposite. Because <laughs> the app is awful. Anyway, Joe loves the app. That's the inside joke on that one. Joe thinks it's just brilliantly designed as when you have to try to guess and just randomly swipe your thumb to try to use the app. And that, oh, that's how you do that. Thinks that's good design. Uh, what does it mean to you that I both like the interface of DMB Hub and I like the interface of Snapchat? What does that What does that do to your head? Because a perfect example or a perfect reason to not listen to you anymore. It's just great. It's basically, <laughs> like, well, you like Snapchat. Well, you got nothing to say. <laughs> Disqualify it, it, it's, me. It's, it's a four year old's favorite football team. What's your favorite football team? I like all the teams. <laughs> I like all the apps. So, Come on, I'm more opinionated than that. So 1.5 was really about um, kind of setting the foundation for the next phase for the app. It's it's certainly an off year, so there's not a whole lot to dive into that wasn't there already for uh, for fans. Um, but we did redo the hub area where instead of just like a list of the things happening, um, it's now fleshed out where you can like and share. And we eventually hope to be able to comment on them too, like tying into the forum threads. That is going to take some work, but that's... That's where we're going with, with the hub set, um, section. We got rid of news because of that, because <clears throat> you can just filter the hub based on news. Um, we're going to be adding some things to the stubs. Uh, we're going to, be, going to be potentially adding some cool... Um, I don't want to give too much away, but... Yeah, cool. I'm, I'm holding my breath as you're talking on how much you're going to give away. Yeah, some cool stuff about the songs that you like. Um, things like that. We're hoping to be able to dig into search where you can dive deeper into Tour Central. Instead of just browsing, you can actually dig in and find uh, what you're looking for and search in different ways. Um, and a couple of other things. Uh, are you going to are you gonna tell them about the, uh, the live Jake camera? That was what I was really hoping you were going to hold your breath on. Oh, sorry. Yeah, oh. the snake cam. Thank Snake you. cam is what we, well, we like to call it. Yes, <laughs> but um, we're, for we're somebody hoping... that doesn't know his um his handle, that might sound a little bit uh, confusing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're really hoping to to round home base um on version. We probably will end up being version two point um sometimes toward the ends of the year. Certainly before um the two thousand eighteen supposed tour starts. Now, don't parse that by saying we know anything. We don't. Um, but the the assumption is that we'll be seeing this band back in action in twenty eighteen. So we're gonna. We're going to really gear up for that. Um, you can also pick up an Ants Plus subscription right through the app now instead of going to the website. They both work. Plus. Yep, plus. But uh, plus. we're actually going to go back to um, doing these podcasts live for our Ants Plus members. Um, so we're working on making that so as we speak. But, um, yeah, a lot of cool, exciting stuff happening. Um, for those out there who just repeatedly ignore every answer that I've given and say, why not Android? It's just not going to happen. I can't do no, it. Android. I can't do it. There's not enough to hours album. in a day, and it's just not going to happen. So uh, there are consequences to choosing your mobile platform, and live with it. Make that make that bed and sleep in it. Wah, wah. Sorry. Droid. So, Matt, um, is there going to be an Android app? Oh, I'm so <laughs> glad you asked, Jake. I was waiting for somebody to pose that question. No. <laughs> okay. 
No. But I hope uh, those who do have uh, iPhones uh, enjoy it. If you have an Apple Watch, it's also got a watch extension on there, so you can check the latest set list right from your watch and check and keep up with live set lists when the, when the tour is going on. So definitely like. check that out as well. DMB Hub on the iOS App Store. Like. Yeah. Anything else going on? No, I think that's it. I think that's about it. It's about twice as long as we planned, which is about <laughs> which is about exactly what we normally happen. If so. there was a slogan for this podcast, it would be that the two X podcast, <laughs> twice as long. <laughs> we we yeah. thought this would be half as long, but it wasn't. The twice as long podcast. <laughs> Again, we're not doing phrasing. Correct. Uh, this yeah, this is problematic. Well, I hope um, everybody's enjoyed uh, episode eighty-five here. Maybe we'll get to a hundred by like 2025 or something but closer to jake's age <laughs> that's right getting there we're trying to outpace his age we're we're, we're failing so you far, kids we're working on, <laughs> i'll we're show working. you but gentlemen it's always a pleasure to chat with you guys this is always fun and it's even more fun like the 10 minutes before we start when it's not so adult and g-rated yeah. any, anyway I digress. plus plus right right the plus special stuff but uh, yeah, so thank you again for listening to, uh, to Ants, and hopefully none of you got triggered by any of this, uh, any of this commentary. <laughs> I am Matt, and for Jake and Joe, we bid you adieu. We will see you next time. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast. Visit AntsMarching.org and be part of the largest DMB community on the Internet. Show downloads, tour central, personal show stats and set list game, and so much more. AntsMarching.org, the best stop for all things DMB. So gone convicted of being too wild. Jailed out for falling the dreams in your mind. Steal what's in your head Ram by your freedoms More than a sweet television set